Hello, and welcome to Writing Guys, uh, the podcast where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering burning questions on how men think. I'm Lansing McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen. Hey, everybody. How are you? (laughs) All right. So today our question, um, it's a little similar to one or an episode we recently did, but different. So we're going to, it's a little nuanced, but we're going to ask it. Uh, Previously, we did an episode that asked, do men's taste in women change as men get older? But the question today is... Do men find women in their early 30s less attractive than those in their 20s? Mm. So do men find women in their 30s less attractive than women in their 20s? That's that's actually a really good question because I know in in pop culture, especially like I remember I remember on uh, the television show How I Met Your Mother, the Barney Stinson character didn't ever want to date anybody who had reached 30 or older. and and I know there's other um, social aspects to turning 30 that makes it seem like you're less desirable. So I think this is a really good question. I really like this question. I've got a lot of thoughts, but I'll hand it off to CT if he wants to start it out. I don't want to jump in and steamroll anybody. Yeah, all right. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, it's an, Yeah, that's a great question because I know, like Michael pointed out, 30, oh, the 30s, I mean, it's all downhill after you turn 30, right? I mean, it's just it's terrible. All we do is get older and more decrepit at 30 and 31. Oh, geez. Um, I I don't first of all, let me share a philosophy that I have. Um, I can't stand the cliche that we get you lose your looks. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think there's an objectivity to it. Sure, but that's not anything that anybody can defeat. I think that when you are 21 years old, you either look good for a 21-year-old or you look bad. It is possible to look bad for a 21-year-old. When you're 32, you either look good for a 32-year-old or you look bad. Uh, When you're 45, you either look good for a 45-year-old or you look bad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, let's go all the way up into your 70s. I mean, there are people who are 70 years old who are – fit and healthy and impressive and good looking human beings. So let's, I want to start there with my philosophy. Um, At 30 years old, you either look good or you look bad. Um, To address the question though, I don't think there's a difference between 28 and 32 physically and visibly, especially when it, especially when so many people when compared to other people don't look their age. I mean, I've met, I've met 30, 32 year olds who you think were 18 or 22. And so it's so, it's hard to say that this person looks better than that person using age as your metric. Um, especially because your thirties and 20, your, your twenties and thirties are so close together. I think you're very, very young when you're 30 years old. Um, so my short answer is no, no, I, I, I don't think you're less attractive because you're in your early thirties than you were when you were in your twenties, mid twenties, late twenties, or even early twenties. I mean, I've seen some damn good looking women in their thirties, man. (laughs) I mean, look, I remember when I turned 30. 
it didn't change how I felt about me. I felt, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I I felt the same, you know. So, mm. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Every decade that you grow older comes with it a stigma. A stigma comes with it, and uh, that stigma I think is a little heavy handed. To be honest with you, I think I think the the adage that sums up that kind of uh, no, I guess it's not really true. It doesn't really sum it up. It's definitely a different way of thinking, which is you know, like 40 is the new 30 and 50 is the new 40 and all of that kind of stuff. Um, that's interesting. Um, I didn't, I I'll be honest. I don't know what I expected out of your answer, but it definitely was different than what I thought or not different. Than what I thought is different than what I, like it surprised me. I'll put it that way. The, your answer surprised me. Um, I will. I will say that when I when I think of twenties and thirties, I'm looking at a decade as a whole versus that narrow gap, that narrow transition gap. So when you're twenty years old, man, are you young and stupid? No offense to any 20-year-olds listening to this, but you're stupid. And you'll realize that here in 20 years. Uh, let's clarify. Let's say ignorant. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's things that, you don't know. That's well, a really good point. Uh, I'd go with stupid on that. <laughs> I, I, am talking, I am talking more about young men than young women. Uh, <laughs> young men tend to be a little stupid. I don't know. There are women that do stupid stuff too. I, let's not, you know, let's not be sexist. I've seen women do stupid stuff <laughs> at age twenty. True. That's true. So, That's true. um, and then when you get to age thirty, when you're twenty nine going to thirty, that's a very different person. When you're thirty nine and you're closing in on the forty, the age of forty, it's still a very different person. That's a twenty year gap we're talking about between age twenty and like. 20 and 39 that's 19 years that's almost 20 years gap of of a difference and um my answer is is easily broken down into two facets uh physically yeah obviously youth youth has things that adults don't you everybody gets wrinkles everybody gets splotches in their skin everybody starts to sag right everybody's inevitable yeah, everybody gray. It turns gray, right? Um, and on some people it looks good, and some people it doesn't. But you change. Time and gravity will change you, and it's it's inevitable. So there is a vitality and an attractiveness to youth that is undeniable. It it is just there. Um, so when you meet a you know somebody who's twenty five and still has that spring in their step, and all their skin is tight, and everything's you know, well proportioned or whatever, that's, that's still going to be uh, a, a physically, visually attractive thing to see. But, and here comes the second part of this. Uh, and, and this kind of dovetails what I was talking about stupid at 20. Um, people learn so much in their 20s and even into their 30s, but so much in their 20s. The 20s is a very distinct period in your life. Typically, that's when you're going to get married. Typically, that's when a family is going to get started. Typically, that's when you're going to be starting your career and your life with someone or maybe your life on your own. 
typically that's when you leave the safer, safer confines of academia and move into the real world of business or whatever you're doing for a living. Um, oftentimes you get out from under the shelter of your family and you start becoming your own family and you start building your own life. And a lot of the naive notions that you had as a youth fall away quickly as you move through your 20s. Um, I think a lot of people assume that once they're legally an adult, that they can make adult decisions. But the reality is, is there's so much more to learn in that 20 to 30 range that's going to impact how you view life and in startling ways. There's a lot of growth that happens there. And also your, your friend group typically changes. Um, people, people that were enjoying going out partying all the time may not because now they have kids. You might stop seeing your friends as much because they have kids now and they're going to sleep earlier while you're trying to be up late or they're busy with their children or whatever. There's just so many dynamics that shift in your 20s. So all of that to say, now that I am older, uh, the person that is that is living their life prior to that period of altering expectations and learning about the world outside of the shelters of academia and their per and their home life with their family, one the person who's before that and the person that's after that, the person that's after that is infinitely more attractive to me because they get it. They get that life is not easy. <laughs> right. And that, um, that there are things sometimes more important than like your personal happiness. Like kids are freaking important, man. Right. There are times when you'll give up things that you used to love because you want to be with your kids or because you, you want to do something nice for your kids that can, that can really change your outlook. So responsibility so, is a factor for you. It is. Attractiveness. Well, yeah. Not just responsibility, but the, the respecting of responsibility and the respecting of um, decisions are a lot harder when you've got a lot more pulls against you, um, things that are pulling on your time and your energy and so on. And jobs can be freaking exhausting. I remember when I was in my 20s, I worked jobs that, last, you know, I'd work 10, 12 hours a day sometimes. And that's a lot. I mean, you're just tired. You're just freaking tired. Yeah. Right? It, so, I guess it, yeah. it, you know, you bring up some good points. It depends on what brand of attraction you're talking about. Mm. Are we talking about straight up good old physical attraction to beauty or, you know, that, that, that fresh faced, fresh bodied, new, newly, you know, newly matured, uh, you know, physicality, are we talk about right. that kind of attraction, or are we talk about the kind of attraction that Michael's talking about, which is a little bit of seasoning, a little bit of uh, understanding on, on how to communicate on a cultural level with other people, with new people. Uh, you know, your perspective, I mean, your 20s, yes, you're right. Your 20s are a transitionary decade. Yes. Your worldview often changes uh, in your 20s. Yeah. Um, and how you view your community and your society around you. Is that the kind of attraction that we're talking about? Because if, if so, then absolutely women in their thirties are probably going to be more, much more attractive uh, I, than women in their twenties. So uh, I want to interject, I want to interject CT because your answer did not surprise me in the least. When you answered that, I totally expected the answer you gave because you are, um, 
um, you know, you're, you're, you focus on bodies in your, in your non-rider life, right? You're a trainer and you're into the physical. And so I totally get that you see the beauty in people, no matter what their age is, because you're mm. working with, you know, being fit and that kind of thing. So you, your answer didn't surprise me at all, but I like, I like how you qualified this thing. Like if we're just going to look at, if we're just going to stand here and look at something like a piece of art, yeah, that's, that's cool. But if we want to interact with it, then maybe we want to talk about some different traits here. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. It, it, if I had to choose who to interact with, it would be women. Um, well, my age or younger, slightly younger. Interacting with women in their 20s, in their early 20s, it's, oh. It's exhausting. It's boggling. It is boggling. It it is so, I mean, it's a combination of, um, it's a combination of worry and frustration. (laughs) Oddly Oddly enough, I find I find talking to anybody who's in their twenties, early twenties, especially exhausting, not just women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh. What, well, I was going to say, you don't know which, which pair of shoes to wear when you're talking to someone in their early twenties, because you will piss them off so fast. If you, if you, uh, if, if you push back on them just a little bit, whereas slightly older women, women in their thirties, I think they like that. I think they like it when you push back on them a little bit and you force some, some thoughtful dialogue to happen. You know, saying, for instance, saying no isn't good enough. Saying no and then being expected to answer why the answer is no. I think that, and that's just an example. I'm not talking about the sexual arena here. Okay, right, I'm right. not a I'm not a predator. Um, no, you're saying that they they want more complex answers, not just a simple. I think, well, yes, but what I'm saying is I think they want to give more complex answers. They gotcha. want to be dove into a little bit more and have to be able to express their stance on yeah. something. I think um, I think at this point we should clarify for uh, viewers and listeners what our ages are, because we keep talking about younger than us, and I don't know that we've ever said that we're at 40 and up, right? Is that that's correct, right? Um, I think we have. Uh, okay, but it's been a long, long time. So, Mark, <laughs> first, man, how old are you, dude? Me? I'm. Yeah. I'm you, can, 40, you can be broad. <laughs> Forty-nine. I have to do the math. I think I'm forty-nine. <laughs> I'm old enough. I have to do the math. <laughs> I have to do math. What year were you born, Michael? Nineteen seventy-three. The about age of Aquarius. Yeah, huh? you're about to be forty-nine. What month were you born? February. Yeah, you're about, oh, you're about to be 49. Am I? All right. Yeah, I'm 48 as well. I'll be 49 in June. I'm a June bug. There you go. I'm older than both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my 50s and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <coughs> to be fair. What? To be fair, I didn't ever say younger than me that I re- younger than me that I recall. I was I was literally trying to keep it within those two decades. No, um, yeah, but, I'm the one. No, but I think I think yeah. it's I think it's fair if we're going to talk about this that we say where we're coming from, right? I think yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I will tell you guys from a female perspective. Perspective, excuse me. Um, oh yeah, I'd love to hear the female perspective. 
I felt uh, more attractive in my 30s than I did in my 20s. Really? Yeah, so I felt I felt like I had more power. I was I felt more like I knew who I was. I had more confidence. Did you um, did you feel physically more attractive than you did as well? Like did, did you feel like you were like your body and your face and so on was more attractive in your 30s or more attractive in your 20s? Cuz you what you just mentioned there was more a mental state yeah. and the attitude? No, I think it was I think physically I it was the same because during that time I played volleyball so I was physically fit. Yeah. during both decades um you you touched on it right there you touched on it right there so well you became your own person you you came into your own in your 30s by the time you were in your 30s you knew who you were you know what you were about you had depth to you that wasn't there in your 20s yeah. and you're still a physically attractive person based on uh your own statements that is that is infinitely no i'm sure you were you're physically attractive now i can't imagine <laughs> back in the day you weren't um but um but all that to say that becomes infinitely more attractive to me than somebody who is shallow and and has has that not shallow like only interested in physical appearance. I mean, shallow, like they don't have that depth of personality yet because they haven't experienced enough life to understand how deep their personality actually is. Right. They haven't, they haven't explored themselves enough to know who they really are. And, and I think in the twenties, especially in your early twenties, you just haven't lived enough yet to really know that, that that's a broad statement. There are people that are in their twenties that have lived a fucking lot, right. More than I have. And they probably have, touched on the edges of their personality to know what they really are all about. But the bulk of us haven't. So, yeah. CT, anything to add to that? Um, I don't entirely agree with all of that. Um, I think that what men find a prototypically the answer to this, to this, to the question is twenties. I think if you asked a hundred men, do you find women in their 30s as attractive as the women no. in their 20s? I think prototypically the answer is going to be women in their 20s are, yeah. are, are probably the more attractive group. Um, and the reason that is, is for exactly the opposite of what, what you all just sort of had dialogued about. And that is, I think, and there's, there's no universal oh, here. Yeah. Good point. I think that what, what men find attractive in women is completely different than what women find attractive in men. I don't think that, I don't think that when a woman, okay, men don't find, uh, uh, you know, successful money-making women attractive. They're not, I'm not saying they find that unattractive, but that's not what they look for in a woman, a woman who has come into herself and has her own career and is independent, whatever. I think men look for something healthy, beautiful, graceful, something that they can communicate with uh, on on a level uh, on their terms. Whereas what women find attractive in men is that leadership quality that has his career and he's put together and he's put together well. And so and so um, I had a point, but I, I forgot what it was. I, maybe that is maybe that is my point, which is probably why uh, women in their twenties, when they do have that assumed 
young, fresh-faced beauty, men go for that more. Um, but I think that when men do come into their own, they probably start to find that more and more attractive in women. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, um, I was, I was approached more by men in my thirties than I was in my twenties. Now, some of that probably was, some of that was probably slanted by what I was aware of, you know, but the older I got, um, and the more independent and the more confident I got, uh, the more confidence about my my sexual being I was. And I was pretty happy to be, be independent. Like in my, and some of this stuff happened in my early 20s. And I'm one of those people that was an old soul and I matured quickly because of life experiences. But um, the more the more I grew and the more confident I became, the more I didn't need a man. And I was happy to have casual relationships. And apparently that came across in my manner. You know, I wasn't looking for a husband. I wasn't looking for a mate. I was just wanting a casual relationship. And I had more men attracted to me because apparently I gave off the vibe. Yeah, right. that might very well be the case. Um, um, just to clarify what I said, which I think plays into what you just said, uh, finding ourselves, becoming independent, becoming confident in who and what we are, forget attraction. That's necessary for human growth, for human evolution, the evolution of an individual through their lives. That's that's necessary. Um, so so I'm not my point isn't to say that that's a flaw. It's not a flaw. It's once we bring attraction back into the conversation, I think that's uh, as I described what men find attractive about women and what women, women find attractive about men. Um, and I, I'll tell you something else, Lancey. You were probably approached a lot more in your 30s, but that does not mean that more men were attracted to you in your 30s. I'll bet you just as many men, or maybe more, I don't know, were attracted to you in your 20s as well. Uh, in fact, that's a guarantee. <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee that. Uh, they just weren't approaching you for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they. I know, I know what I know what the reason is. It's the I word. I've been told it all my life. Intimidating. Intimidating. Oh, the tall, <laughs> athletic intimidator. Yeah. It might very well be. It. Who knows? Who knows? I think, I think though, you touched on something, CT, that I wanted to expand on. Um, there, there are, I'm going I'm to put the word primal in here because I really don't know where it sources from. Biologic, maybe, maybe a better term, but there are, characteristics that men typically exhibit these are typical behaviors definitely not like i don't exhibit a lot of these the same way that a lot of men do but there are typical behaviors that men have and typical behaviors women have that um tend to be just part of who you are without you really understanding why they happen things um and in in that vein Men typically like to be the protector type person and women tend to be more the caregiver type person. So if you're, if you're a male and you're the wounded soul, that is the tragic wounded soul that is going out and valiantly protecting, but still coming home, like hurt in some way, that's going to, that's going to bring out certain emotions from women. But if you're out there and you're, you're being the protector and you don't have the wound, that's going to bring out different emotions in women. Right. And vice versa. Uh, women that 
are young and naive and give off that uh, I'm like a fledgling little bird brings out some of that protector mentality in men. Right. And, um, and so um, one of the things that I've learned about myself recently is I'm drawn to uh, the broken birds, right? The the girls that have some sort of damage in them because I'm a restorative person. I have a personality that wants to restore order in, in life. And so I'm attracted to people that are broken because I want to help them heal. Well, uh, that brings its own burdens, right? So all that to say, um, there is an attractiveness to youth and naivety that I think a lot of people are attracted to, and they don't even really realize why. It's just part of their makeup that they can't explain. It's just there. It's like, yep, I find that attractive. I want to be with that. Um, and uh, I, I'm i giving my answers based on more my personal experience, but I can tell you that there are plenty of guys that I know that like younger women, and they like what they call the energy and vitality and exuberance for life that young people have. And what it boils down to is they just like someone who is fresh and young and experiencing life for the first time. Right. And not jaded. And not jaded. Yeah. <laughs> not jaded. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's a great point. Um, if, if there are any male characters in literature that that's being written currently, uh, say in a, a rom, a rom-com or some sort of romance novel or in any, any genre, um, keep this in mind. Every male pretty much will say he's got his body type, his idea of what beauty is in his head. Right. And that's what he looks for. But also keep in mind that that is usually inspired by him or inspired from some experience he's had in the past, whether it was a, 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 a magazine cover or whether it was a poster. A teacher. Walls, <laughs> a teacher. Yeah. Maybe he had a hot third grade teacher and he's like, Whoa, I like that, you know, and, and or whatever. But Believe me when I say that idea of ideal, that individual ideal of beauty is by no means concrete. Like he like he might see a girl that looks completely the opposite of what his ideal of beauty is in the next five minutes and go, oh, damn, I like her. She's fun <laughs> with that, you know. There's, yeah, so, so any guy that says, oh, I'm only looking for A, B, and C, and the woman I married is full of shit. Because he just hasn't, he just hasn't met her yet, or seen her yet, or she hasn't bat, she hasn't batted her eyelashes at him the proper way yet. But as soon as a, 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 a attention is very attractive, and in fact, it might even be more attractive than that ideal we have. Like some guy that likes blonde-headed women might find a redhead one day that gives him the time of day, and now he's a redheaded guy. You know, he's, he loves the red. <laughs> so. I Yep. I don't, I don't like blondes. I, no offense, Lindsay. I don't like blonde hair. I don't find it attractive at all. Redhead is by far the number one for me. And then very close. Number two is brunettes, especially with curly hair and blondes are way down the list. And I married a blonde <laughs> because right. And you, I am living proof of that statement that you just made CT. It, it definitely happens that way. I, I'm the same way. I, I know I'm speaking from a woman's point of view, but the tall, dark and handsome cliche. I mean, I couldn't be more boring because those are the guys that turn my head and I married a strawberry blonde. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah. I do have an I do have a question for you guys though. Um, in your books that you are writing or have written, what are the ages of the your heroines in your books? Ah. Wow. 30, 36. Oh, nice. Yeah. 36, really. Oh. Yeah. Um I'm going to, going to reference my Gods of Blood and Lust series, which is available at Amazon. Just do a search for Gods of Blood and Lust by C.T. Andrews, and you'll find all four of my books in this Gods of Blood and Lust series. Um, or or if you uh, are lazy, uh, in the description and show notes, uh, there's a link. Yeah, okay, there's a link. How's that for a shameless plug? Um, all of my heroines, of which there are four, are very young women in their 20s. Early twenties, um, late twenties. Well, no, yeah, it varies. It varies. Okay. Um, like uh, the the girl in book one is probably mid twenties. Uh, the girl, the girl in book three might be thirty one, thirty two years old. Because, mm -hmm. but, but boy, she's a bad ass. If y'all want a great read, read book three of Gods of Blood and Lust. It's called Gladiator's Redemption. Um, again, again, uh, for those who are unaware, there's a link in the description. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. was just curious because we were sitting here talking about this, and I was one—I was just wondering, as authors, you know, where did you put your women in your books? Uh, my my heroine is like I think she's twenty-nine, or maybe when it starts, she's twenty-eight, but she's approaching thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. You know, um, my my heroine, they, my heroines all live in ancient Rome, and <laughs> in ancient Rome, if you weren't married by. 19 and you were an yeah. old man yeah. so i couldn't you know of course i had to i had to write to today's market so obviously uh so yeah they're all in their 20s probably early mid-20s yeah. nice so my 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 heroine who's actually the the primary protagonist of my book um she has been more interested in in her life and career and not as interested in romance um, and she did date a little bit, but it just was never for her. So she's, uh, she owns a bar and she, for whatever reason is determined that this is the life for her. Although she does find love in the story. In case you're curious, my book yeah. will be coming out at some point in the future and might be in a show note at some point, hopefully. Yeah. Yay. Um, um, as it pertains to our episode, I will say this. I wrote another character in another series and who was in love with a cop and he was in love with a detective, sort of an alcoholic middle-aged detective. And she was like approaching 40. Like she was like in her late thirties and she felt 40 coming on cause she was a prostitute and they were in love with each other. But she was also sort of the, the character that when his world starts to collapse on him, he goes to her just and just to, just to get away from his world for a while, she's sort of his escape valve. And in going to her, I'm very proud of this this female character. She was awesome. Um, she kind of fixes all his problems for him in his head and mm -hmm. gives him a direction and a mission just by being herself, just by being honest with him and being herself. And it was a fun series to write. So I've got in my series, which is um, contemporary romance. I mean, romance is the point in this series the first one she's the heroine is 30 the other two i've started i've got the next two i've started and one of them she's actually in her uh i can't remember late 40s i think approaching 50 and then the other series i've got someone right out of college who's very very young the other book excuse me is very young so i'm kind of bouncing all over which, the place yeah. which one's the redhead 
in your stories? The young one. I showed him my Pinterest <laughs> board for that book, and he got all oh. excited about the red. Yeah. <laughs> I finally, I finally closed those tabs. I finally did close those tabs. But man, she has a she has a Pinterest board where she showed me some some pictures she had gathered as models for this character, and they were all beautiful redheaded women with like big curly hair. And I was oh, yeah, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I actually want to anyway. buy my wife a redheaded wig. Uh, and have her wear it and uh, yeah that's not happened yet so <laughs> all right do you guys have any more uh, thoughts on the attractive question or have we covered it all I, I don't I don't think so um, but just to recap uh, I think women in their 30s are just as attractive as women in their 20s um, you know the physicality if they're not as physically attractive they're real close I mean, it's the difference is really minimal, but they also have a little bit more life experience and, you know, uh, they may be a little less to prove. And so dating them is a lot more fun, um, you know, and no, I, I take it back. Dating them is fun, period. <laughs> Women in their 20s, um, it's hard. It's just so hard. Early 20s, especially, you know, early mid 20s, which I don't date very many of them anyway. So, yeah, I think, I think I would add that um, on the physical side of the equation, uh, which I've said it before and I'll say it again, personality goes a long way with me. Um, but uh, on the physical side of the equation, a very easy metric is if you are fit, you're going to be more attractive regardless of age. Absolutely. Right. And um, if you're not fit, you're going to struggle with, with being attractive. So one of the things that youth have on their side is they can be fit a lot easier than someone who's older, right? They, they, a lot of times people don't start to experience being unfit until they get into their twenties and thirties. Right. And then you're, once you get behind that eight ball and you're trying to get back to being fit when you're in your thirties, it's a tougher struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I can so, I add to that real quick, Michael? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think I think this is very very common with the majority of men. When Michael says fit, he doesn't mean gym bunny. He doesn't mean going and spending two hours every day on the treadmill and doing all of your you know conditioning. He just means someone who is who cares about the way they look. They're trim. They don't they don't eat excessively, which as we know over time changes the body. So fit isn't the scary, frightening, intimidating word that most people think it is. It just means healthy, be healthy. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I think of when I hear fit, healthy. Yeah. Not not like a bodybuilder physique, but just healthy. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys are ready, I'm going to wrap this up then. Do it to it. Cool. All right. Well, this concludes this episode of Writing Guys, and if you have a question that you would like us to answer or talk about or discuss um, on how men think, go to writingguys.net and click the button to ask us a question, and there's a form that comes up. Just fill it in, submit it, and it'll go on our list, and we'll discuss it on one of our episodes, and while we're here, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the Writing Guys podcast, wherever it is, it is that you listen to podcasts. 
We will see you next time. All right. Bye. -bye. Bye.